Hi guys, Russell here. Uh, just before I start talking about the US, uh, just a quick housekeeping note. I'm not going to post about carding anymore on this uh, Substack. That is all now moved to uh, Jarrett Clark Racing, uh, which www.jarrettclarkracing. So if you're interested in carding, please subscribe to that one. That was free. Just have a look. Uh, and that is where I'll be talking about what Jarrett's doing in his European uh, carding. Um, so they're getting back to the US. You know, so this week we saw the uh, the Economist part, a very lengthy article on how amazing the U.S. is doing and how it is, you know, outperforming developed markets a lot. Um, and for those of you who have been around, you know, you uh, especially in financial markets, should know that uh, the the cover of the Economist is often seen as a contra. If you don't know what a contra is, it means that when the Economist starts writing about it, uh, you should probably do the reverse. Um, more probably, I don't know how well that is known, but other Contras out there, old, used to be Gartman. Uh, Gartman's famous for being a Contra indicator. Some people believe Jim Cramer is a, a Contra. I'm not so sure that's so true. Um, he's had some really great calls at times. Um, but, you know, it, people do believe in, in sort of Contras. So uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look at, you know, what The Economist has done previously and whether that applies to the U.S., now, one of the big things about this, if it's true, is that it will be a benefit, uh, I think, to the fund management industry in particular. Having the US dollar be very strong and having US markets outperforming is actually a disaster for the alternative asset management industry. You know, why do you need you know, fund managers when you can just go and buy the biggest, most liquid stocks on the planet and generate money? You know, so why do you need a hedge fund when you can just buy Fang or Spy? Right, you know, and you make good money, and so if this is a top in the, in 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 the U.S. dollar and the U.S. market, that could actually be a huge tailwind to the hedge fund industry, which I've generally been very negative on. Uh, and uh, I know recently my friend Mark Rubenstein commented on how I was talking about hedge fund industry looks troubled. If the dollar was very weak, that could be a benefit. I'm not so sure, but we'll see. Um, and when we look at the U.S. dollar, you know, what has been surprising for me is I always believed the U.S. stocks would go up, to be honest with you. But I thought they could only go up in an environment when the U.S. dollar was very weak. Uh, so it's sort of classic QE trade. You devalue the dollar and assets go higher. What we've seen since the GFC is the U.S. dollar has been very strong. Here I'm using a real effective exchange rate. Um, that actually sort of understates how well the U.S. does uh, because it also adjusts for inflation rates in various other countries. But anyway, you cut it, US dollar is being very, very strong, surprisingly strong. Now, just to give you an example of how good a contra uh, uh, the economist has been, this one is a very famous one uh, from late 2009. The economist talked about how Brazil was taking off, it was really going gangbusters. At this time, being invested in Brazilian equity since 2002 had been a wonder, wonder trade, 10x type returns um, when they wrote this. Now, as it was at the time, you know, uh, maybe a year and a half after this came out, you know, I was trying to raise capital in Brazil. I went to Brazil, I was staying in Sao Paulo. The hotel was a beautiful hotel, but it cost 500 bucks a night. It wasn't that nice. Um, and I was meeting, you know, rich Brazilian families to try and raise capital. And I said, look, you know, to me, Brazil looks done. The commodity cycle looks done. Brazilian real looks crazy expensive. You know, just get your money out of, get your money out of Brazil uh, and you'll do fine. But no one was interested in doing that at all. 
And the main argument they gave was they just said US interest rates were too low, too low for them possibly to you know, take money out of Brazilian REI. And they've done extremely well with Brazilian REI. Not only did they get high interest rates, you know, high yield, they also got good capital appreciation. Um, and as it worked out, actually, I was right. The Brazilian REI uh, absolutely tanked from then. You know, it sort of peaked at about 1.5 uh, Brazilian REIs by a US dollar and then, you know, has gotten as low as six. So a huge devaluation uh, over that period. Um, and so, you know, and if they'd taken their money, put into US stocks in US dollars, would have done really well. Now, one of the reasons why I had so much conviction uh, that, you know, the Brazilian REI was a short was I, I sort of knew there was oversupply coming in commodities. So I knew that the key Brazilian exports, particularly iron ore, uh, looked to be troubled. And so that made, you know, that made like, uh, you know, the economic outlook for Brazil look a bit more troubled. But what I also knew, and one of the things I really look at is something called net international investment position. And that is just looking at the relative amount of assets invested into a country relative to the assets invested out of the country. Uh, and so you get a net sort of portfolio position. And so when that goes negative, it means that more people have money invested into your country than you have invested out. And what I found is that tends to be a good sign of a top. Um, uh, and you saw it in Europe with like uh, Spain and Italy. If you're interested in that, just type in NIIP in the search function. And there are more articles than that I do on China or elsewhere. And so what we saw in sort of 2010, 2011 in particular is Brazilian net international investment position went very negative and has remained negative even as it's devalued. It's a very bad sign. And it's, to me, it points to uh, Brazil still got problems and needs to probably devalue even more still as it hasn't been able to get that right. So, you know, what about the US? Well, I know with the US, I haven't been there since COVID, but uh, in my sort of weekly social basketball team, it has a lot of North Americans. So Americans and Canadians play in that team. And they regularly go back to the States and you hear stories of thousand dollar room rates in Miami and New York. San Francisco would be the sort of same, like crazy expensive prices, crazy expensive prices for stakes. And that's the sort of classic sign of a, of a, a, a overvalued currency over invested market in my experience. So, you know, I, that's been around for a while. The issue and the real problem I've always had is that if I use that net international investment position data, on the US, it's sort of been saying the US has been a short since at least 2016. Uh, now the current number for that is nearly 17 trillion, net negative 17 trillion. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've never seen a number sort of more than four trillion before a country gets in trouble. And now I know when I look at the states, it's always you've got to adjust for various things, but I've also tried to do that. So what I've tried to do with the states is break out the holdings of treasuries uh, and just look at sort of what I call private sector. So you take out that public sector investing. So that's like uh, central banks or uh, reserve managers holding US assets and just look at what private sector numbers are doing. And then I try to adjust for GDP so we can get a comparison over time. And so if we go back to the dot-com bubble, which was a peak for the US dollar and peak for US equities, private sector net international investment position was minus 10% of GDP at the peak. Uh, and we've been beyond that number since 2016, which is when I personally started to think US dollar was a short. And what's happened is that number's gone way bigger, way bigger than we've ever seen before. So you've got a problem in that, yes, it's a very nice analysis. Now you have the economists talking. 
you know, do, uh, you know, building up the talking up the US and US dollar, you know, is this economist article now really a contra? And so, you know, for me, what I think is really interesting and what I've been trying to think about is why did the US net national investment position get so large? And I think the obvious reasons are, A, China put on capital control, so you don't want to put your money into China. And then the other two places, Europe and Japan, where you could have put money, you had negative interest rates and the central bank that explicitly said, we're going to keep our currency weak and we want capital flows outwards. And that, I think, has been the two, you know, really the two big drivers uh, keeping the dollar strong and keeping that net international investment position really, really sort of negative, more negative than we've ever seen, and actually being really good for the US. And so the question I've always asked myself is, well, what would cause these, you know, Europe and Japan to change their mind? And that is why I've been talking about food inflation for so long and so much, is that food inflation, I do believe, would cause central banks to change. And I do think we have had central uh, food inflation. We have seen central banks change. Now, if you've been reading these posts, I think more food inflation is coming. In fact, I think it's, it's a secular story and it's going to remain. And so when I put that together, I do come to the conclusion that, yes, this article uh, you know, from The Economist probably is a top. And certainly if it is a top, there'll be lots of signs that said it was that way. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, 100% wealth warning here. You know, my analysis would have said the US dollar was a top five, six years ago. But now we have The Economist sort of backing it up. All right, I hope that was interesting. I hope that made sense. Please, if you've got any questions, uh, please ask them in the comments. Or like I said, uh, I have other articles on NIIP uh, on the website. Just search for that uh, in the search function. And also just finally a reminder, if you are interested in the carding, please sign up to uh, go to jarrettclarkracing.com and sign up to the that blog there. All right, take care, stay safe. We'll talk soon.